0: Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Boldly Pursuing Podcast. We have another solo episode for you today and we're diving into a topic that I was really trying to think if I've ever heard a sermon or a podcast episode or read an article about and off the top of my head, I couldn't. But I know that it's a topic that I'm not alone in just based on the amount of messages that I've gotten the last few weeks on Instagram. And that topic is what do we do When we pray a prayer and God answers it, and then we regret praying it. (laughs) Like, what do we do when we think we want something and God gives it to us? And then we realize we didn't actually want it. So if you listen to the episode where Jake and I did an interview together on our huge life change, where we decided to sell our combine and quit going on harvest, then you'll know that... That was something I prayed for for years. Uh, Harvest took Jake away from home for six to eight months out of the year. And a lot of the times the kids and I could not go with him wherever he was on harvest, which was extremely hard. And so for years, I have been praying for God to open a door to another opportunity to where Jake did not have to go on harvest, even though I loved harvest. I really did. I loved the atmosphere. I loved getting to travel with the kids. I loved the scenery of sitting in the combine and just having nowhere to go. I loved it, but I didn't love having my husband gone for eight months out of the year. I didn't love the stress that it put on our marriage when my husband was working 18 to 20 hour days, seven days a week, and I'm home trying to take care of the kids all day by myself. And it just came with a huge amount of stress. So for years, I had prayed God opened the door to another opportunity so that Jake doesn't have to leave. And this spring, he finally did. And I've talked before about one of the biggest things that I really think we should do if we are praying for something. And I don't remember where I learned this, but I, I do know it's changed my prayer life, is that when Jake and I are facing something or we have a decision to make, the first thing we always pray is, God shut the wrong door, like slam it in our faces. If it's something that we are longing for, that we want so bad, if it's this dream or this opportunity that we would just love to have it, still God slam the door in our face if it's not from you. And people have been kind of flabbergasted by that, but I'm like, no, 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 no. Because no matter how good something looks, if it's not from God, I don't want it. Because the enemy can also tempt us with those things. And so we were faced with this situation where an opportunity did come up for Jake to possibly be able to sell the combine and not go on harvest this year. And again, we prayed the same prayer of God, if this is not your will, just slam the door right in our face, like slam it as hard as you can, and we will go on harvest. Like we want your will to be done, not our will. And we continued to pray that. Now, sometimes God makes it so clear, like he just, he does, he slams the door and we're like, all right, then that was not the right option. And sometimes it really hurts. Sometimes we're like, we really wanted that to be God's will, but we're glad that the door shut if it wasn't. And sometimes he just makes it so absolutely clear that we're just overwhelmed at his goodness and thankful that he was gracious enough. To make it clear. But in this situation with going on harvest, it wasn't clear. I mean, I say that it wasn't clear. We continued to pray, God, just please slam the wrong door in our faces and just make it clear what we are supposed to do. And I will say that there were so many things that we feel it was God leading us in a certain direction, that there were so many things that lined up so perfectly like God was leading us to sell the combine. But at the same time, the door to harvest never slammed shut. And actually, there were a couple things that made us think, oh, maybe we are supposed to go on harvest. So at the end of the day, when Jake got a job offer, we had this decision to make. And we said, we think this is maybe where God is leading us. But we've also had... A few things, maybe making us think we should keep going on harvest. And we're left here with two doors open. So we're like, what do we do? And because Jake and I had both prayed for an opportunity to be able to sell the combine and not go on harvest, and the door did open and we did have more things leading us to believe that this is kind of where God was leading us, we took the step and we took the job and we sold the combine. We sold all of our equipment and I'll tell you for the first couple of weeks, I felt pretty okay about the decision. I, I felt like we had made the right decision. I was excited. I was so glad that I was going to have Jake home and all of these things. And then a couple of weeks ago, I'm driving to town and I meet a harvest crew that we know headed to Texas. And it's, it's their whole crew. It's their combines. It's all their campers and their trucks and their fuel trailers and their tractors and their grain carts. And I lost it. And it just like stopped me in my tracks. And for three solid days, I was so broken. And I literally just like sobbed for three days straight. I mean, I couldn't say anything. Every time I turned around, I would just start tearing up again. And I was so confused as to why. I was like, God, I prayed for this for like years. Like I prayed for this so hard. Why did this prayer get answered the way I thought I want it answered? And now I'm so broken over it. Like now I, I'm believing maybe we've made the wrong choice. And I had actually posted on Instagram. I had said that Jake and I were going to do an episode together and that we were going to talk about our decision to not go on harvest and sell the combine. And I put up a question box saying. What questions do you have about this decision for us that we can answer? And y'all threw some really hardball questions in there, really. like They were deep theological questions. And one of the questions was, do you regret praying the prayer, asking God to bring an opportunity so that you didn't have to harvest? And that question kind of stopped me because up until that point, I was sad that we weren't going on harvest. But I didn't think I regretted the prayer. But when I read that question, it kind of took my breath away and it made me think. And I think, yeah, I do kind of regret that, which is weird because if you followed me on Instagram or Facebook, you know how hard Harvest was for us. And I've talked about before that a couple of years ago on Harvest, Jake had to go to Canada for six weeks and me and the kids don't have our passports. And while Jake was in Canada, he had to get a track phone because his iPhone would not work in Canada. That meant that we could not even FaceTime him. I think there was like three times maybe that he was like at a Walmart or somewhere that had Wi-Fi that he was able to FaceTime us. But other than that, for six weeks, our communication was conversations over a track phone with spotty service. And I was home taking care of all the things that needed taken care of here at home businesses the farm the animals all of it with three kids all under the age of would have been 7 and under at that time and i was so open about our journey and how broken i was those 6 weeks that the last half of that trip every single night i would basically just lay on my floor and sob because i just i was just broken And it was just hard. It was so much harder than I thought it would have been. And that basically every night my parents would just show up at my house and load me and the kids up and take them into town with them because I just literally could barely function. So now it almost feels like a, a, I feel like a hypocrite admitting to everyone that I prayed for years for Jake to not have to go on harvest. God answered the prayer. And now I am like, oh no. I really regret this, which opens up the door to a bigger question. What do we do? Why why does this happen? And what do we do when we find ourselves regretting a prayer that God answered? And I think there's no hard and fast answer to this. And hear me out now that maybe I'm going to say something wrong on here. Maybe, I don't know. I try to make sure that everything I say is biblical and lines up, but also I'm human like you're going to catch me saying something wrong at some point. Maybe not this episode, but you're going to catch me saying something wrong at some point because I'm not the smartest Bible scholar out there. I'm not I'm not the best theologian out there. So, let me just preface with that. But I was reminded of Romans 8:26 through 28 that says in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind and the Spirit, because Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Now, this verse is sometimes hard to believe for Christians, I think, that He works all things together for our good but that doesn't mean that it always feels good, right? Like it doesn't mean that we're even gonna see it this side of heaven. I think sometimes things happen and we don't know how he can bring good out of it. And maybe we won't ever see it on earth. Maybe we won't see it until we get to heaven. But if we believe his word and we believe that he is not a liar, then we believe that even if we can't see it, that he's still working all things For our good. So, really, even if we go back and look at these stories in the Bible where it seemed like things were hopeless and there was despair and there was destruction, if we look at the end of those stories, I don't know if you can find one that in the end, God's glory didn't come through bigger. Like it just did. And in all of these stories, those awful things that happened, the tragedies that happened, in the end, God showed up and showed out and made people see how big He was, and the glory went to Him. So can I believe that the same is true in my story? Can I believe that even though I'm struggling, and I don't know if I prayed the right thing, and I don't know if we made the right choice, that God is going to ultimately work things together for my good, because what He says is true? Yes. Hey friends, just taking a short break to tell you about beauty counter. I have to tell you guys that for years, I would not do Instagram stories without a filter. And I was just so self-conscious about my skin and the breakouts and the cystic acne that just would not go away. And I was just personally really insecure about my skin, but I have been using beauty counter for about a year now. And I stopped using Instagram filters and I started getting so many questions on what I use for skincare hashtag beauty blogger. <laughs> beauty counter has set the highest bar for safety in the beauty industry. And that starts with a list of 1800 questionable ingredients that they never use in their formulations. I've been seeing a functional medicine doctor, and we've talked a lot about the importance of not just what we put into our bodies, but what we put on our bodies. And I love that I could feel hundred percent confident in the standard of ingredients that beauty counter uses. They never want to sacrifice product performance in the name of safety. And that is what makes beauty counter different the beauty industry also seems to agree because they have been awarded a ton of awards for their products and beauty counter is confident that you'll love everything you purchase from them however if you aren't satisfied with a product for any reason just return the unused portion within 60 days from the ship date for a refund if you want to give beauty counter a try then just go to the link below in the show notes and use the code clean for all for 20 off your first order Personally, I am obsessed with the resurfacing peel, the vitamin C serum, and the clear pore cleanser. Those are my three absolute favorite products. Again, to get 20% off your first order, go to the link in the show notes and enter the code clean for all at checkout. And now back to our conversation. And the, the good news friends is that God is big enough to handle all of our emotions. We are so complex. I have talked about this before, but I I so believe that we are allowed to feel more than one emotion at a time. I, I did an Instagram video one time talking about how when Jake was gone on harvest and people would always be like, Well, at least you have a husband that's working hard. You should be thankful. And at least you don't have it this bad, and at least your husband's coming home in a few weeks, and all these things. And yes. I I can be so thankful for those things, but I can also feel the grief of the hardness of that season. I can feel both. We are allowed to feel more than one emotion and God is big enough to carry all of our emotions. And I always kind of turn the tables on people when I hear someone trying to almost invalidate someone else's reasoning for, for their struggle or for the hard thing that they might be going through And so like in our situation, when people would say, well, just be thankful you have a husband who's working so hard. Just be thankful that you have a husband who takes care of your family. Yes. But at the same time, would it not be a little weird if my husband was gone for six weeks and I was just 100% okay with that? Like, Would it not be a little odd if I was not sad, even though I wasn't going to see or hardly talk to my husband for six weeks? I feel like that would be a little bit bigger of a problem than me being actually sad that my husband is gone. And when I've said that to people or even just used, you know, that analogy, whatever the situation might be, I mean, people are just like, oh my goodness, I have never thought about it like that. But it's just... And the same thing applies to this situation of, do I regret praying this prayer? What do we do when we pray something? God answers the prayer and then we regret it or God doesn't slam a door in our face and we have a decision to make. And maybe we feel like we made the wrong decision. Well, the good news is God's word is true. God is not a liar and he's working things together for our good, even if we can't see it. And I'm also reminded that. Just because we make a decision, even if it's a decision we really believe he called us to, even if the decision was so clear and he did slam the wrong door in our face, that doesn't mean that the new thing is going to be easy. And I've had to keep reminding myself of that because I've been like, God, we had so many signs. We really believed that this is where you were leading us. Like you opened this door. You gave us this opportunity, but why is it so hard? Why is it harder than the thing we were doing before? This was supposed to be a break for our family. Like this was supposed to be an opportunity for our family that helped us. Why does it feel like it's hurting us more? And I think that's where faith comes in. Like, I can't see how this plays out. But I do know that the God who is writing my story, I trust him to write it. So it just, it comes down to faith of, do I believe God is actually going to stay true to his word and work things out for my good? Yeah, I do. And even if I'm wrestling with the choice or the prayer that I prayed, that doesn't mean I don't believe God. And it doesn't mean my faith isn't strong enough. It means I'm human and I have more than one emotion and that God can handle that. And I think that sometimes we think that God is like up in heaven with his arms crossed looking down on us or that he's like some fiction writer just trying to like make our stories have this suspense and and plot twist when that's that's not it at all. He is a shepherd who knows his sheep. He loves us. He is working things together for our good, even if we can't see it right now. If we could see it all, how it played out right now, then it wouldn't take faith. So when we're faced with these situations, we have to ask ourselves, okay, here's how I'm feeling right now. Maybe I regret the thing I prayed. Maybe I feel like I made the wrong choice. Maybe, maybe I chose the wrong opportunity. Maybe I didn't hear God correctly. Maybe it was just me trying to force my will. But in the end, we have to ask ourselves, do I believe God? Like That's it. Do I believe God? Do I believe that He is who He says He is? Well, if I don't, then I need to look deeper in my heart. And I need to look at how I think about God. And why am I hesitant to believe that He is who He says He is? Why am I hesitant to believe that his word is true and that he is really good and for me and loves me. But if we ask ourselves that question and we can say, yes, I do believe that God is who he says he is. I do believe his word is true. I do believe that he loves me and that he is working things together for my good. Then we can stop and say, my emotions do not trump God's truth. The way that I am feeling does not change God's character. I can be struggling and wrestling with a decision. I can even be questioning if I prayed the wrong prayer. I can be questioning, did I walk through the wrong door? I can be wrestling with all those things, but none of that changes who God is. None of that changes His character or His goodness or anything about Him. That is the good news for us that we get to wrestle with those things, that we serve a God who is big enough to allow us to wrestle with those things. And he doesn't punish us for wrestling with those things. And if we try to deny the fact that we are and think, well, I'm not a very good Christian if I'm wrestling with this. No, 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 no. Because we can tell ourselves that we're not, but God sees our heart. He knows our hearts better than we know our hearts. So instead of trying to just hide it or pretend like we're not, No, I'm going to wrestle through it. I'm going to process it and I'm just going to wrestle through it. I'm not going to pretend that it's not there. I'm not going to pretend that those emotions aren't there. I'm not going to let those emotions change what I believe about God, but I'm going to wrestle through them with God because I believe he's big enough to handle that. So I hope this encourages someone today because after I opened up and I admitted that I kind of think I regret praying this prayer. And ever since this prayer was answered, things have felt harder. It hasn't felt like a break. It has felt heavier. And I've had a lot of grief over this decision. I've had a lot of guilt over this decision. I mean, I talked that Jake has wanted to custom harvest since he was little. Like it was his lifelong dream. And my prayers took that from him. But to be fair, Jake did pray it too. Like it wasn't, it's not all on me. Jake also prayed for an opportunity because he did not like how much he was away from us. So it's not all on me. But at the same time, I've been praying this prayer for years. So I've been wrestling with this guilt of my prayers took my husband's dream. And I know that that's not true, but those are those are my emotions. That is the way that I feel. And that is what I am working through with God. And we just cannot let these emotions, we cannot let these struggles make us believe that God is something or someone that he is not. And the best thing about God is that he is big enough to handle all of these things. We don't have to wrestle through them alone. We don't have to shove them deep down inside and pretend that they are not there. We get to have a God who walks through the middle of it with us. And honestly, my advice, if, if you've prayed a prayer and then you're like, I regret it, Or you made a decision and you're like, I don't know if I made the right decision. Well, welcome to the club, first of all. And I don't have all of the answers for you because I'm right in the middle of it with you. But I just want to encourage you today and hope that you remember that one, you're not alone, that two, God is working all things together for your good. And even if we can't see it yet, if we believe that He is who He says He is, then we can trust him with our future. And I always love to think about the people in the Bible. And I always go back to the story of Esther when I use this example. I just, I love Esther, but I just think that she risked her life to go before the king and make a request to him. Just the simple act of going before the king without being summoned put her life at stake. And for those of us who have read Esther, we know how it turns out. We know that the king found favor with her and she was able To save an entire race of people. But she couldn't see the end of the story. When she went before the king, she was a person. She was a real person with real emotions and fears and feelings. And when she went before the king, she couldn't see how it played out. Us reading the stories now in the Bible, we flip a few pages and we see how the story ended. But those people in those situations, they couldn't see the end. They had to trust God. They had to trust God that God was going to go before them. And so that always encourages me in my situations of, if I can't see the end of how this story is going to play out, am I going to have the kind of faith and courage to believe God that much? Or am I just going to believe Him a little, but not enough to take that step out in faith? And I never want to be the person that says, I believe you, but not enough. Like, I want to believe you enough that I step out and I, I step through the door that doesn't make sense. And I also believe so often when I talk to people and they're like, well, God didn't slam one door. He left two doors halfway open. So in our situation, I really believe that if we would have said, okay, both of these doors seem to be open, maybe one door is open a little wider, but we're not even a thousand percent sure. I truly believe that if we would have said, we're going to keep going on harvest, we're going we're gonna to not sell the combine because God has not made it extremely clear. Do I think that God would have blessed that in blessed our harvest? Yeah, absolutely. And maybe not blessed it in terms of financial even, but I think sometimes we, we make God out as this guy who is just like, you choose this or you're in trouble. And sometimes he's like, I love you enough that you love both of these things and you want both of these things. I'm going to give you the option and I'm going to bless which option you choose because your heart in making this decision is to glorify me. And like, he's that gracious. God is that gracious and that merciful. And- Sometimes I don't think we give him that credit. And yeah, sometimes he's like, hey, this is the door I would like you to choose. And I'm going to make it very clear that this door is wide open and the other door is shut, like for your good. But that's not always the case. And sometimes he leaves both doors open and he leaves us to make the choice. And I really believe when our heart and our mission is to glorify him and whatever that choice is, then he sees our hearts in that and he is going to bless that. So I hope that this encouraged someone today. And if you are struggling with the same thing, or if you're wrestling with a decision, reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Caitlin underscore A underscore Henderson. And let's talk about it. Let's start the conversation because like I said, I don't hear many people talking about this. I I don't hear many people talking about how they prayed a prayer and God answered it. And then they were like, yeah, just kidding. I didn't, I, I don't think I wanted this. So let's, let's start the conversation about the hard topics. So friends, Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this solo episode and that it encouraged you today.